0: Hey, this is Cody Sturge with a pastor at Chilham Baptist Church and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily ministry of our church, an opportunity that we have every day to share God's Word with you. The Bible says to keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. And we know that we keep our hearts as we wash our hearts with the Word of God. We are in a series now in the book of Mark. The book of Mark is a book of action. And I know that there will be messages and truths from God's Word that will be a big help to you. Thanks for listening. We're praying for you. God bless you. And God doing the work in the kingdom of God and the reaping in the kingdom of God. Next, those are the first three. What else do we need to know about the kingdom of God? Number four, the Bible says in verse number 30, he said, Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what comparison shall we compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when it is sown in the earth, is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown, it groweth up and becometh greater than all herbs. The next picture is this. A little tiny mustard seed sown that becomes a great herb. In Matthew chapter number 13, it becomes a great herb and then becomes a tree. Which, that was kind of weird. It shouldn't have been a tree. And we're going to get to that point. But there's some things we need to know about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, the people that were listening to Jesus talk, they were hoping that the kingdom of God would just go boom! And everything would change and Rome would be uh, subdued and... Israel would be on the top. Wow! The kingdom of God, it happened right, boom, like that. But Jesus said, oh, wait, wait just a minute. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. And the gospel seed began in insignificance with something very small. You see, the King of kings and Lord of lords, he wasn't born In a palace. He was born in Bethlehem in a manger. He wasn't born to a prince and a queen. Or a prince and a princess. He was born to a little virgin girl named Mary. And Jesus, the seed of the gospel... (laughs) Began in insignificance. Small, lowly. The Bible says, of lowly birth. But what did it do? When it was sown, it grew. And the work of God has grown. Isn't it amazing what the work of God has done? You see, out of Bethlehem, out of the Savior, the work of the gospel has reached us. And reached all over the world. It's fun to think about the insignificance of that little beginning, that small beginning. It began with Jesus and a few disciples, and it grew to a larger group. And Peter preached, and 5,000 people, 3,000 people got saved on the day of Pentecost. And in the temple, a little bit later, 5,000 people got saved. And churches began to spread. And the Apostle Paul was used of God to plant churches all over the known world at that time. And the gospel spread. And God did a work. And what happened? Insignificance. A small little seed grew into something amazing. And I want you to know something. The effects of the gospel in this world are amazing. Everywhere the gospel seed is gone. Tribes of nomads have quit practicing cannibalism and baby sacrifices. Where the gospel's gone, men have stopped beating their wives. and Wives have stopped beating their husbands. Where the gospel's gone, God's done a work. Hospitals have sprung up. Churches have grown. The poor have been fed. The needs of men and women have have been met, but more than anything, the gospel, the truth that Jesus saves has been preached and heard and received and men and women and boys and girls have had their eternity secured through the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now when you are tempted not to get involved in the kingdom of God because you say it's, I'm so small, that's your pride. And our small part in the kingdom of God has the ability and the opportunity to do mighty things. How many of you ever heard the name Edward Kimball? If you know who Edward Kimball is, would you raise your hand? One. You spoiled it for me. I'm just kidding. How many of you know who Billy Graham is? Let me tell you about something. Edward Kimball was a little backwards young man who got a burden for a boy he saw selling shoes. Went into the shoe store and gave the gospel to a man named D.L. Moody. A little boy had been kicked out of his home because his mom couldn't afford to feed him anymore. A teenage boy, young teenager. Moody got saved. It was the results of Moody preaching that a man named Wilbur Chapman came to faith in Christ. Wilbur Chapman gave his heart and life to the Lord and was sowing seed and preached the gospel and a guy named Billy Sunday got saved. And Billy Sunday, a man full of fire, preached the gospel and a guy named Mordecai Ham surrendered his life and heart to Jesus and got born again. He preached the gospel and in a Mordecai Ham meeting, Billy Graham heard the gospel and got saved. How many of you ever heard of Daisy Halls? There's a few people. Because you've heard this story before. You know who Daisy Halls was? Daisy Halls was a little country Sunday school teacher in the sticks of Kentucky. How many of you ever heard of Dr. Lee Robertson? Highland Park Baptist Church. Daisy Halls prayed for Lee Robertson and gave him the gospel and he got saved. And God used that man to do a mighty work in this world. I'll just say those things to just tell you this. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Insignificance, blessed by God, becomes significance. And what we're doing here at Bowling Springs Baptist Church, at times it may seem small, at times it may seem great. But the work that we invest in the gospel and the sowing of seed and the investing in the lives of people, even if it seems insignificant and unimportant at times, it is the most important thing that we can do with our lives. Sowing the seed of the gospel is so important. Because God takes insignificance and makes it significant. Some things we need to know about The kingdom of God. Sowing. The work of God. God does the work. Reaping. Insignificance grows to significance. And the fifth thing and last is this. Corruption is inevitable. Now, the Lord puts this in here and it's right. Earlier in this portion of Scripture... We had the parable, the sower, the soil, and the seed. Remember that? And the seed that fell on the wayside, it was immediately picked up by what? Who can tell me? One, two, three. Birds. The birds came. A little bit later, the Bible, as Jesus describes and gives an insight into what those birds were. He specifically says there's Satan. It's Satan. Satan snatching the seed of the Word of God. Now, in this parable, the kingdom of God, the mustard seed grows up to be a great herb, which it was an herb. But then it does something odd. Look what this mustard seed does. The Bible says in verse number 32, But when it is sown, it groweth up and becometh greater than all herbs. And this is what's odd and shooteth out great branches. In Matthew chapter number 13, another account of this, Jesus says it becomes a tree, so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. Here's the truth about the kingdom of God. Corruption is inevitable. What happened? It became, because of the effects of man and the works of Satan, it became something unusual. It grew these branches. It became a tree. The herb became a tree. It grew these branches. And the Bible says that in those branches, exactly says it like this, that in those branches, the fowls of the air lodged under the shadow of it. Connected with the kingdom of God, there was this oddity. And in it, dwelled the ravens. Corruption is inevitable. You know what happens? There is a lot of people who take advantage of the gospel, take advantage of the word, take advantage of the church, and they become corrupt. Corrupt. And they tell people things that aren't true in order to draw a crowd. And they do things that aren't right in order to become wealthy and rich. And Satan hangs out in the shadows. And it's terrible. I'll tell you something. There's nothing that makes me more angry than to watch some preacher lie to people who just don't know better. I believe that in this portion of Scripture, this emphasis on the inevitability of corruption has this purpose. See, I get mad at these people who tell people the wrong things. And I hate to see people who take advantage of the gospel and take advantage of good, godly people. And that drives me crazy when, there's, when error and people move away from the Word of God and the truths of God's Word. But you know what the devil wants to do with that? He wants us to look at the corruption and see out of the herb that grew out of the ground this great thing that's got the gospel, this great thing that's the work of God, this great thing that is the kingdom of God. The devil wants us to see this offspurt, this branch, and the fowls of the air getting shade there. The devil wants us to see it and say, I tell you what, I don't want anything to do with that mess, bunch of hypocrites. I tell you what, I ain't going to be part of that. I know about the ravens that are in the, that are hiding out in the bush. I know how the devil's working in that. The devil wants us to get so enamored with the corruption and the possibility of corruption that we fail to do what God has commanded us to do. And that's sow the Word. You see, folks, corruption is inevitable. But we shouldn't fix our eyes on the corruption. We shouldn't spend all of our time worried about what's wrong. We should be faithfully preaching the gospel, sowing the seed, because there's some things you need to know about the kingdom of God. Corruption happens. and There's people who take advantage of it. But I'll tell you what happens. That's great. Better than that. When we sow the seed of the Word of God, God does a work in people's hearts. We get the privilege to reap the harvest. We enjoy the benefits now and forever. And our insignificance becomes something great. And that matters for eternity. When we are faithful, as members of the kingdom of God, the part of the family of God, when we are faithful to sow the word, And do our part as the children of God right now in our lives. I pray God will help us to be faithful sowers of the word of God. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to this message from the book of Mark. We're sure excited about the many opportunities that we have at the Child Baptist Church to share content with you. If you'd like to hear more of the same, more messages from God's Word, other series from different books of the Bible, you can find us at chillhowiebaptistchurch.com or you can get our app on the App Store, Chillhowie Baptist Church. And we're so thankful that you've listened today. God bless you.